Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello, welcome to The Chaser Report. It's Thursday, the 17th of March, 2022. John Delmenico, Charles Firth and Dom Knight here. Hello. Hello. Yes, and has anyone noticed that the petrol price is, is a little bit high at the moment? Just a tad. Just a tap. Yeah. I went and it's so high that I went and test drove a Tesla because I actually thought it would be cheaper to buy <laughs> than than yeah. having a petrol car. Well, actually, Dom, you don't need to do that because I actually have a solution to oh, everyone's God. petrol price problems. It was like two dollars is... forty or something. Yeah, it's two dollars forty. It's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. No one can afford to travel more than about one kilometre in their car, right? And so, but but the other thing that that is also true at the moment is that. Used car prices are also through the roof, right? Like right. literally, my shitbox car, which would normally cost like eight grand or something like that, is literally. I looked it up the other day. Sixteen grand I could get for it. Right, it's doubled in the last Hang on a year sec. or so. So you've just made a fortune out of your property prices accumulating. Are you mm. saying your other major asset has also just yeah. absolutely skyrocketed? I hate I'm you. Th- are you saying you <laughs> could like sell your car now and buy one whole tank of petrol? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying is what you do is sell your car and then you'll be able to afford petrol. And then you can drive around as much as you like. You'll be able to afford as much petrol as you like. Yeah, and if you if you feel down looking at the cost, you can just sniff the petrol and it will make everything better. <laughs> uh, the one thing we can't do, and I don't want anyone to mm. react, is we can't use public transport. Like, this oh, is God. dire. No. It's scary. Yeah. It's horrifying. But it's not public transport horrifying. Yeah, luckily the trains in Sydney um, are helping us achieve that goal anyway by not running much at all. And and the trains in Adelaide don't exist, so that's also helpful. Thank so. you, Charles. You've 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 solved my biggest I've solved problem. the problems. Yeah. Genius solution. On today's show, I'm gonna take a look at the kids whose hopes of sustaining their climate future were crushed in the court this week. And I'm going to be having a look at the most important political topic right now, Prime Ministerial Wastelines. <laughs> yes. That's how I'm voting. It's according to Wasteline. Yep. Who's got the best glow yeah. up? Let's go first, though, to Rebecca Dana in the Chaser Newsroom. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. After receiving backlash for their phallic women's network logo, the PM's office have told the media they have found a brand new graphic designer to front the program. The new designer, Kyle from Year 9, has an impressive CV with a long-spanning history in designs on class textbooks that look like both male and female genitalia. 
In the hopes of receiving additional funding from the federal government, flood-stricken areas have formally changed their electorate names to Harvey Norman. However, the businessman and altruist Jerry Harvey has prevented the change, saying it would be unethical for people in need to receive money that was meant for hard-working billionaires. Women across the country have rolled their eyes out of their skulls today after both the Prime Minister and Leader of the Opposition have complained about being scrutinised for their appearance. Women everywhere have sent the two men their thoughts and prayers as the pain of having your work unfairly judged on the basis of how much you weigh is a completely new issue for a man. That's the latest headlines for The Chaser Report. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno. I don't know if you guys can keep up with the news, but there's a really massive topic that's just taken over the entire news for the last two days. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it Ukraine? Ukraine? It's terrible. Yeah. I'll play some context back. Cause remember when I spoke to you guys about 60 Minutes? Yeah, that's right. And um, that's Amore. Yeah, there's been one massive talking point from that that has really taken over the news cycle. Maybe that's the casualty when you drop a massive 18 kilos. But in just a couple of days ago, and there is no denying, Albo looks a million bucks. But it comes at a cost. You can't have your Italian cake and eat it too. Carefully crafted makeover. The dramatic weight loss. New specs. New suits. It's all very, well, prime ministerial. Yeah, so that's obviously the biggest takeaway from 60 Minutes. Mm. Is that Albo doesn't have takeaway anymore. He's he's lost so much weight, he's now being called Alb. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry for anyone who's repressed that memory from what I spoke about the other day. It's been the only reason I bring this up is because Scott Morrison was on a show called Pub Test on Sky News. Oh, with Paul Murray. Yeah, and um, he has something very interesting to say. I'm not pretending to be anyone else. We're still wearing the same glasses, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> sadly the same suits, um, and I. W- <laughs> And I weigh about the same, and I don't mind a bit of Italian cake either. Um, So I'm happy in my own skin. I'm not pretending to be anyone else. All right. Yeah. So Scott Morrison has come out and said that. Find someone who enjoys your jokes as much as Paul Murray enjoys Scott Morrison's. (laughs) Because his audience was loving it. I want him in here. If if that's how low the bar is, just get Paul in the corner laughing at every joke we make. This is hilarious that he would say that he doesn't pretend to be anyone else. Like Scott Morrison spends his entire day dressing up as other professions. That's his entire <laughs> job. That's true. Is is to just cosplay ordinary working Australians. Yeah, he'll, he'll pretend to be pretty much anything except for someone who holds a hose. Yes, that's mm. true. It's the one. It's the one outfit he won't wear. The firefighter. <laughs> but even more than that, John. I mean, Sean Kelly was on a few months ago. He wrote an entire book about how Scott Morrison's entire political persona, the Sharkies, all that, it's entirely manufactured. Yeah, I've also, yeah, it's a whole thing where, like, um, for anyone who doesn't know, like, Boris Johnson has perfected this technique to the point where his sister said it's basically how he's lived his entire life since he was a teenager. Where if you, because apparently Boris Johnson's uh, philosophy in life is that if you always seem like you're in on the joke and playing up how dumb you are, to the point where it's comedic, it makes it impossible to tell when you're just actually being dumb. Yeah, well, I think Carl Stefanovic really illustrated that beautifully during these two interviews. <laughs> yeah. So 
a whole, so that got brought, so no one cared about that when it aired because it was Paul Murray on Sky News, so no one saw it except for the crowd of people at the at the event. But then the next morning, Carl brought that up on the Today Show, and the Today Show really went in. Oh no, I don't have to it was like this really long rant that the Today Show did, which is great because the Today Show and Carl Stefanovic would never fat shame anyone or body shame. Mm. It's always mm. body positivity with these guys, which is what I love because now we have. Because I've been hoping, for, I've said on the podcast before, I've been hoping for tea in this sort and drama and just some good gossip from politics. And there's no better gossip than a good old-fashioned uh, round of body shaming. Yes, well, yes. I mean, but it's sort of the opposite of fat shaming, isn't it? Because what, what Scott Morrison was doing is he was shaming Albo for being in shape. Yeah, it was skinny shape. shape. It was fit, fit shaming. It's a, it was fit it's a shaming. new idea. Yeah. <laughs> He was almost yeah. being body, body body positive. Bring back fat elbow is what he's saying. So the Labour Party took massive offence to that. Spent all day talking about it, bringing up different things, and also pointing out stuff about uh, Scott Morrison obviously being a, a fake person, which I love because this is just pure entertainment and there's no real consequences to any of this. One thing that some people noticed on TikTok and also and then also on multiple YouTube channels that are owned by Labour and on Twitter and on Instagram was this clip from the day beforehand. Worried about this billionaire from Queensland, total tosser, not your best work, Queensland, Clive Palmer, trying to buy an election, and people can't trust the media. Do we have to go the way of America? You spend a lot of time in America, or can we do stuff about our democracy? Well, first thing is, well, thank you, Julian. It's good to be here in Melbourne. Number one, Fat Clive. What are we going to do about Fat Clive? We need to do a lot mm. about Fat Clive. Because... Yeah, so that was... Um, Kevin Rudd and Julian Hill saying that the biggest issue with Clive Palmer for our democracy is how fat he is. But doesn't that just um, remind us how much better a human being Albo is than Kevin Rudd? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Albo... Yes, he just immediately go, oh, yeah, that's right. why we got rid of him. Yeah, the Labor leaders have really <laughs> improved a, lately. What a little cock. <laughs> this is the tiniest Don't cock say little. World. Don't say little. Oh, sorry. Oh, shit. I just... I just just cock. Oh no, cock's him. a body part too. Anyway, yes, oh yes. There's been another update to the story, which is something that I had noticed when it first happened, and why I thought the whole thing was ridiculous. But I didn't think it was a good enough point to bring it on the podcast when it happened. Which is that uh, Samantha Maiden has point, pointed out on news.com.au that in January and December, Scott Morrison had been doing um, putting in his like Instagram captions and stuff. The fact that he had been going through a body weight transformation. And he had bought a bunch of new clothes. And like at the same time as Albo started doing his new Albo stuff, that was setting up a new Scott Morrison, a new ScoMo. Oh, I understand what happened. But because it's Scott Morrison, he wasn't able to see it through. Mm. So he had an idea that he then floated and then he didn't didn't do it. Well, that, I mean, that's classic ScoMo. Probably thought it was like the state's responsibility for him yes, to, to go to the gym. so that he could fat shame Albo. But, I mean, that said, that is deeply hypocritical, but... I think Morrison's onto a winner here because if there's one thing, if there's one way to appeal to middle Australia, to, to all the swinging voters out there, it's to <laughs> say that it's okay not to go to the gym and it's okay to be fat. I mean, after two years of pandemic, mm. I'm on board. Yes. We're all on board. Yes. I feel shamed by Thin Albow. Every time I look at Thin Albow, yes. I'm reminded of all the days when I should have gotten up and gone to the gym and I didn't and yes. I had Italian cake. Well done, Scott Morrison. I'm looking forward to your second fat term. <laughs> Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. None of the medical advice contained in the Chaser Report should legally be considered medical advice. The Chaser Report. Do you remember that inspiring case last year, Charles and John, where uh, the federal court ruled that the Environment Minister, Susan Lee, had a duty of care to protect young people from the climate crisis and that whenever she made a decision, she had to take this into account and protect their interests. It was kind of a, a David yeah. versus Goliath moment. You had the eight teenagers and, for some reason, an 86-year-old nun uh, against the might of the political establishment, and they won. Do you remember how exciting that, a moment that was, thinking about the future of this country? For me, it was weird because... As someone part of Gen Z, it was like the first time in my life that there's ever been a sign that it could possibly be hope for the future. Yeah, mm. it was a moment of yeah. hope, wasn't it? It was and, beautiful. And also, it was a really good decision, I think, for our democracy because it actually made a minister accountable for their decisions. Like, mm. it, it, like it sort of had wide-reaching implications for the whole of the, you know, governmental system, really, in a way. You've got to look after the public interest as a minister. Yes. Well, this week, Goliath won on appeal. Ah, fuck. Ah, shit. My daughter's just come to sit on my lap because she really cares about this stuff. Um, Mm. So, yes, the court found this week that Susan Lee has absolutely no duty of care to protect the environment or to take the health of future generations into account when making decisions. So uh, the court so found... So what did they have to... Did the, did the court find that you know they have to take Adani into account? Or something? <laughs> well, no, this decision? was to do with, with a coal mine. Um, so oh, the, right. yeah. the evidence that was not in dispute was that if the mine was expanded, this is the Whitehaven coal mine, it could lead to an extra 100 million tonnes of carbon dioxide, which is an extra 20% of our climate footprint. Um, that's what this was all about. The, the court was like, yeah, yeah. no, clearly that's going to be very bad. But it found that the Minister for the Environment can actually be the Minister against the Environment. Well, that, I mean, that does follow the Westminster system. That, that does more closely track with how our government has behaved in the last decade or so. So, I mean, I suppose at least they're sort of locking in reality. That's terrible. I'm so depressed. What are we going to do? The job is to make environmental decisions, right? Mm. Not, it, like, does, it doesn't specifically say to stop climate change, does it? Yeah. There's no, there's no way the government would have put like, there's no way Labor or Liberal, mm. whoever was in charge when they introduced this section, would have. Yeah. De- there's no way they would have written something like that that would upset their coal friends. Because it is thin end of the wedge thinking, Dom. Like if you, uh, you know, like does that make like the the minister for women mm. would then have to make decisions in favour of women, which I don't yeah. think was the that's not going to happen at all. Yeah. So, same with you know. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, the Minister yeah. for Defence would actually have to have a coherent plan to protect the country in the event of an invasion, rather than yep. investing in hypothetical submarines. And the Minister the, the for minute- NIS wouldn't be able to just uh, move the entire thing over to the people who run the refugee internment camps. Yeah, and the Minister for Health would have to um, be good at rolling out the vaccine yes. during the middle of See, a global it, it, pandemic. It's unworkable. Which, you know, it's unworkable. Yeah, so the course done a good nah, thing here. Yeah. And I think, look, if we're going to talk about duty of care... Who really mm. has a duty of care here? Because I, I want to see the parents' duty of care. Like the parents, when their kids said, we want to do this thing and make legal history, they should have said, no, you can't. You'll fail. Mm. It's a waste of yes. time. 
Just study yes. for the HSC and join an accounting firm. That's what you're meant to do. Yes, what about the and save up and this nun? Save up for a deposit on your house. That's right. And and just and if you're worried about the environment, just don't make it a waterfront property. That's right. Yeah, it's completely unrealistic. I just what they should have done is just crushed these kids' dreams and hopes. Yes, and they should have learned to accept that nothing ever improves. So well done to the federal court for for sorting that for making that very clear. No, I disagree about this crushing hopes or not having a good time for the future because growing up, the what I constantly heard uh, people older than me being like, "Oh, you don't know how good it is right now, and it's going to get fast, and everything's." And all the stuff you think is going to happen way in the future will happen closer than you think. And growing up, I heard all the time that the climate disaster thing I'll be dealing with at the end of my life. But now, just like everything else, we've had the warnings that things are going to come sooner than we think. Now it's just going to come by the time I'm like 40. And by the time, and so it's like we, we can have hope in knowing that the end is sooner than we plan it to be. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, John. Are, are you not already forty? I thought you were forty already. Uh, that's just the assumption everyone makes when they see that I'm bald. Yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> the bottom line is Charles and I peaked at the right time. Uh, but yes. my favourite aspect of this is that the Chief Justice of the Federal Court, so a really senior person in our democracy, said, "Look, no, it's not in dispute that if this coal mine went ahead, it would be a huge danger." And I quote here, "To the world and humanity, including to Australians in the future from it." So the court accepted that it was an incredibly stupid and dangerous idea that would destroy our environment irrevocably and then said, yeah, but we can't stop it. Well, I'm glad uh, they're they're following the Scott Morrison thing of abrogating responsibility. Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) we should probably stop it, but nah. Yeah, you should have this up in a state court. (laughs) We we don't hold a legal opinion in this court. (laughs) So there you go. Sorry, kids, your dreams are as dead as you will be when the climate changes irrevocably. Anyway, um, we're part of the ACAST Crater Network, our gears from Road Microphones, <laughs> and we've got probably 20 years doing this podcast before we yeah. all die in a huge fireball. Have a great afternoon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.